vengeance. A true story. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Third Degree Burn. I am Tim Elliott, and we continue, or actually we conclude our coverage of the John Byrne Acts of Vengeance books. Uh, and with me is my lackey, Brian Hughes. This was all my idea. I orchestrated. I brought everyone together in my mind. Wait a minute. Anyway. <laughs> hey, welcome. I'm Brian Hughes, and this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Tim and I have just been uh, toiling over these books, trying to uh, make sure that we give it the proper coverage it deserves for this crossover event. And if you're not sure what I mean by crossover event, you're listening out of order. Now, we started this two episodes ago. Uh, covering the West Coast Avengers episodes 53 and 54. Today we'll be covering Avengers West Coast 55 as part of the Acts of Vengeance crossover. Now, of course, that was the Marvel crossover that took place back in the winter of 89 uh, and 90, and we are covering now with uh, several other podcasting groups, the Mary Marvel Marching Society, Fire and Water Network. You're going to see people like uh, Married with Comics, uh, Michael Bailey, uh, Derek William Crabb with the Fan Holes podcast, and they're all doing various books throughout the the uh, Acts of Vengeance event. Now, Third Degree Burn couldn't be left out because, well, John Byrne was an integral part of this event since it surrounded the Avengers. And he's writing the uh, regular Avengers book, and he's writing and drawing Avengers West Coast, which is what we're covering here. So uh, also, if you've missed the other ones, the interns... Uh, David Thompson, John Hyatt, and Kurt Greenfield are covering the Wolverine books also. So you can look for those on our website and and uh, hopefully listen to those and find some uh, entertainment value there as well. But all the shows are available across all the networks, and we'll try to point you to the proper links. Uh, this one right here is pretty much the very end of the Acts of Vengeance, or at least the, the end of the Avengers involvement uh, as far as that. And they're, of course, the main combatants. So without further ado... Uh, we'll go ahead and give you the particulars of Avengers West Coast number 55. Uh, it had a cover date of February 1990, an on-sale date of December 5th, 1989. The cover price was $1, page count 32, that's 22 pages of art and 10 pages of ads. Uh, the story was, of course, written and penciled by John Byrne, inks by Paul Ryan, Letters by Bill Oakley, colors by Bob Sharon. The editor was Howard Mackey, the editor-in-chief, Thomas DeFalco. Now, what else is coming out in, the, in February of 1990? We had Alpha Flight number 81. This was just a cover, and uh, we were trying to figure out if that was the Aurora or the uh, North Star one, but I'm not sure. And then, of course, obviously, Avengers West Coast number 55, Classic X-Men number 44, Elegy and Her First and Last, and I believe that's just uh, the follow-up to the Dark Phoenix saga uh, reprint. Iron Man number 253, Laughing All the Way to the Graveyard, and I believe this is one of the first issues of, of John Byrne writing Iron Man, isn't it? And John Romita Jr. doing the artwork? Correct. Yes. He, uh, he, um, he jumped over to Iron Man, or I think uh, Howard Mackey asked him, because uh, Howard Mackey was uh, editor on Iron Man as well, and he asked him to come over. Uh, and from what I've read, he said he had a great time working with um, John Romita on it. He, he thought they really clicked. Well, so. you know, it was funny because he was talking about when when he first left Marvel, and he was doing Fantastic Four, of course, and um, 
he had talked with the editor at the time about taking a step back from the artwork chores and John Romita Jr. doing the art on the Fantastic Four. Now, did John Romita Jr. ever do the Fantastic Four? Not that I know of. I don't think he's ever drawn. He may have drawn those characters, but I don't think he's ever drawn yeah, the book. I think he did an annual that had the Fantastic Four. An X-Men annual that had the Fantastic Four in it with yeah. Archon, the Imperium, and others. But he's never drawn. He's never drawn the, the book right, proper. Right, right. And think. I think that would that he probably would have done pretty good, especially if he had John Byrne writing the stories and they were working together, like they did here with Iron Man. Of course, by the time they mm-hmm. got to Iron Man, here John Romita Jr.'s art has morphed into something different from what most people were used to, and a lot of people were not happy with it. But uh, we haven't covered that yet. I'm starting to read those just now, and uh, they're definitely you know a uh, departure even from what he did in Starbrand um, you know to what we're seeing here it's a little more refined than I think Starbrand kind of was kind of an offshoot of his Spider-Man and X-Men work which you kind of saw a little bit there because you know he did Iron Man he did Iron Man but uh, when, his he, early when he career. did when he was doing Iron Man before he was doing it well, of course Bob Layton was doing the inks and so Bob Layton kept a, yeah. a consistency to the art style there so it was right. very right. Marvel House style much like John Romita Jr.'s Spider-Man was very much Marvel House style, whether he had Mike mm-hmm. Esposito, Klaus Janssen, or you know other anchors coming in and do it. There was a consistency there. And this is such a departure from that that uh, I didn't find his the, the Iron Man armor that he drew looked like armor. It looked more well, organic. I think... I think uh... Romita Jr., when, when, when the style that he's got now, and, and uh, from listening to some of the, David, I think, talking in our other cast, that what he's, he, is he still doing Superman or did he just Batman. leave Superman? He's been doing Batman. He's so. doing Batman. And, uh, you know, he, I mean, when he went over to DC, because he was a Marvel guy his whole mm-hmm. career, then he went over to DC and did, was doing Superman, and people didn't like it. Uh, I think his, his, his current style, and what he kind of was doing with Iron Man, it doesn't lend itself to certain characters. Yeah. And I think his armor and Iron Man look too kind of bulky and chunky. Yeah. I, I, I can say that, uh, but the Mandarin stuff looked really, really cool. And the yeah, giant like dragon he was doing Punisher that, yeah. War Journal, when he was doing Punisher, uh, that dark, because I think Cla- uh, Jansen was inking him in, that's, that looks good. I like that. Yeah. Um, but... So it just so, <laughs> and so we've we've digressed already on just the what's being published that much. Hearn, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, he did something in Marvel Age number eighty four. I have to look that up to figure out what that is. Uh, it's probably the cover, though. Maybe he probably did another homage to Fantastic Four number one because we saw several of those in Marvel Age and Avengers three fourteen. Along came the Spider. He wrote that. And then Wolverine, number 21, Battleground, where he did the uh, pencils on that. I believe Klaus Janssen mm-hmm. did the finishes there. Not doing angst, yeah. Yeah. Now, the story, of course, that we're talking about here, uh, again, cover by John Byrne, uh, pencils and inks on that all by himself. Synopsis. <clears throat> A house floats in low Earth orbit over California, much like bricks don't. Inside, Magneto, <laughs> the master of magnetism, stands by the catatonic Scarlet Witch. Not even his ripping the house from the Earth and sending it into orbit has brought her out of her near comatose state. Meanwhile, at Avengers headquarters, Thor meets with the other Avengers and proclaims that Loki, his brother, is responsible for all the recent attacks on the Avengers and other heroes. All involved then bring to light how each major villain think that they're behind the attacks, but Thor is determined that Loki is the one pulling the strings. 
Hawkeye and Mockingbird would like to speak with the wingless wizard, who is prisoner of the Avengers, since he was abandoned by the Mandarin in Avengers 313. However, before they can get down to see him, the wizard has made a hasty exit, courtesy of a teleportation device hidden under a fake thumbnail. The wizard arrives at the villain's lair in time to see them studying the remains of the Doombot that they've been working with up until it was destroyed, again in Avengers 313. The wizard scolds the Mandarin for abandoning him and explains how he used the teleportation device to escape, which infuriates the disguised Loki, who finally reveals himself to his lackeys. Once he reveals himself to be the god of evil, the villains begin to exit like rats on the sinking ship, first with the kingpin. <laughs> we then skip the Immortus plotline and join the flying Wonder Man as he travels to the house where he knew Wanda would be at, only to see the empty lot as Magneto ripped the house away, again back in Avengers 313. Wonder Man is greeted by Agatha Harkness and the U.S. agent as they recount what happened and where the house went. Simon and the U.S. agent acquire a space-worthy Quinjet, I don't know where from because they keep getting destroyed, and head up to the house in low Earth orbit, which is the only way they can explain how they're still able to breathe up there, Magneto and, and Wanda. They find it, and Wonder Man exits the Quinjet to fly over to the house using his belt jets. Just as he gets to the house, it explodes. Meanwhile, in the villain's lair, Loki has frozen the remaining villains, the Wizard, the Mandarin, the Red Skull, and is going on and on about how their egos cost him his victory. He monologues so much that Thor enters at the perfect moment with the rest of the Avengers in tow. There gathered the Avengers, including Hawkeye, I mean, excuse me, Hank Pym, Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Captain America, the Wasp, Thor, Iron Man, the Vision, and the Falcon? Well, they go on attack. Yeah. <laughs> Loki is prepared, though, and appears to uh, transport them all to the Isle of Silence, a land where he rules supreme. While all manner of beast and plant attack the Avengers, Cap orders Thor to take on Loki directly. But Loki runs and puts up a giant ice wall. All of a sudden, the villains are free from their paralysis. They all make a hasty retreat through the dimensional interface doors they had been traveling through. As the rest of the Avengers battle Beast and Plant, Thor destroys Loki's ice wall with a smash from Mjolnir. Varlet, stand and defend thyself! Loki conjures up, conjures up two large hands of stone to crush Thor, but he simply smites the ground with Mjolnir, yelling, I say thee nay! The ground opens under Loki, and he falls deep into the crevice. Thor uses his incredible strength to close up the earth over Loki. Once done, all the creatures battling the Avengers vanish. Cap asks if Thor killed Loki, but Thor simply says, Nay, and then he informs the Avengers that the field of battle that they stand upon represents Loki's original prison, his old abode, and that Loki's ire was drawn and that he caused the formation of the Avengers, something he wished to undo by forming this band of Earth's mightiest villains. Instead, as Thor says, he has succeeded only in strengthening our resolve. Let the evil minds of the world beware, ever and always shall the Avengers prevail. Epilogue. As the Avengers all split up and head towards their various homes, we see Hank Pym and the Wasp flying in one of the remaining Quinjets back at the West Coast compound. Once they land, Hank goes to check on Tigra, who he shrunk down several issues ago while she was having a feral incident. Jan goes to change costumes. Again. <laughs> After changing, she goes to check on the Scarlet Witch, only to find a weak and hysterical U.S. agent. He claims Wonder Man is dead, blown to bits in, out, in outer space. When Jan asks who did it, Wanda replies that she did it. The Scarlet Witch stands over Jan and the U.S. agent. 
She has also changed to a new costume of red and black. Next issue, darker than Scarlet. The end. Very nicely Thank done. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. And this this issue is, considering a lot of it is kind of the epilogue, that this wraps up quick. It's kind of, okay, it's, because there's about, well, two pages in here that are the, the Immortus storyline, which, again, doesn't have anything to do with the main mm-hmm. story, but uh, it's um, it's it's up and over, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny, and when we get there, I'll I'll point out the irony of the of the moment. Um, going though to the cover, though, the cover is just like this is what you should see from an Avengers cover: a storm going on, and the Avengers all gripped into battle, monsters there on there, and then of course there's Loki and Thor. You know, having their final battle there, uh, in 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 the back of all that, and it's just a really awesome image. Though it does look like yeah, that green thing's going to eat Captain America's head. That's Moss Man. <laughs> um, that's what it looks like. Not sure what that is, but it, uh, you think they? Oh, it says "Let there yeah. be an ending." So they could have a, a thing, but it says "Let there be an ending," and uh, and it's it, it's an ending from one story and really the beginning of another that. Bird is going to carry mm-hmm. on in his remaining West Coast But he's been planting uh, the seeds all along. And then, and right, he's been working on this, yeah. And then it kind of gets, it, you know, when he kind of abruptly left the book, they, I think they had a couple fill-in issues, and then they kind of did a two-issue two kind of wrap-up. Uh, and I haven't read what he had planned, but it's not, I think he had a longer story yeah, going on. Yeah, he definitely had, he a, left. had a longer end game there. He was planning on being with the Avengers for a while. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the cooler heads did not prevail there, unfortunately. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, if, if, if somebody leaves a book and they don't say tell you, you know, they don't give you your notes, you're going to have to kind of end it in the way you want to. You drop it, or you try to wrap it up and just, just kind of sweep it under the rug and then go on with the next story. Yeah. But, um, I'd stop reading it after I think after his last issue I didn't buy it anymore so I didn't read West Coast after that yeah same same here um, I, I didn't I was uh, and I, I'd scaled back a little bit on my reading at this point so I wasn't reading a lot of books and um, it, you know it, it, I had to you know there, there had to be a good reason for me reading a book at this point I was I was getting a little disillusioned with some things, and you know you, you, you're at that age. I mean, I was well, let's see, 89, so I was uh, 23, uh, 23, 24 that year, and you know I was starting to fill my oats in other areas, uh, so I wasn't reading as much. But my friends still hounded yeah. me; they still wanted to game, they still wanted all this stuff. So I you know I stayed involved in something, and I really enjoyed my comic book collection, and and I kept buying stuff, but I was a bit more selective. You were saving all that money for all that sweet image books. No, coming I was out. just trying to make my bills. I, I, I was, I was yeah. living on juju bees and peanuts. Um, golly, out and even a dollar, yeah, even a dollar a book. It was, you know, if you had, if you bought twenty books. That's that's a lot of money a week for. Uh, well, for let's see. In, in eighty-eight and eighty-nine, I spent a year working at um, at this Dillard's at Richmar Mall, which was on the west side of town in between two comic book shops, which, you know, and this is at the time when Bob Picaro had offered to let me take over his shops. Um, mm. the, the sad thing was, is that the Dillard's that I worked at had a cookie and candy counter. And as part of housewares and bridal, I had to, to man that at times. And we had so much leftover cookies each night that, you know, that was, 
I think I put on more weight there than any other age in my life. There's your, <laughs> that's where, there's your dinner right there. That was there. my freshman 15, but it was more like the freshman 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that was that was not the, not the best time for me. <laughs> Uh, I would I would eventually take off the weight, but man, that was a... now looking looking though at the first page here. I I always love establishing shots like this. Uh, I know that um, when I when I read the the JLA Earth Two that um, Morrison and Quitley had done, Quitely had done mm-hmm. one of their establishing shots was the moon base of the JLA, and I always love those establishing shots because you can feel the silence of space you know and mm-hmm. this this is one of those where you get that too of course you can see the little shards of wood that are falling off the 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 house the, yeah, the house there and, yeah. and and you know going back and it's just a, a wonderful shot good uh, black with stars on the on most of the right side and of course the earth down there and you know as i look at the earth here i'm always trying to figure out what is he what coast is he trying to represent here this looks like uh inside of india though so we're looking at yeah, the indian ocean i think i could be wrong yeah because it says he's you yeah. know he says they're high above the golden coastline of southern california so you'd be looking at looking for um baja as the obvious toehold but that's not what we're seeing there so yeah because i don't want that little peninsula that's sticking out i don't know what that's supposed to be because that's not baja <laughs> no no that's not not the coast of california yeah. but uh well, that's happened a couple times with him. Yeah. So as Wanda, because <clears throat> I didn't read the the Avengers uh, 313 that this precedes this, where he rips the house up. Has she gone back into her kind of comatose-like she's, she's state? She's been in or, and out in various, in and out various okay. states. You know, like like where Hank, you know, saw we saw two issues ago where Hank got her out by saying that the Vision needed her help, and they did other things like that in in the other books. Uh, it it kind of wore a little thin across multiple books because it just seemed like a zigzag on her. And so Magneto's right. sitting here, and of course that's a, 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 a wonderful image of him sitting there holding his cape. And now I want to go back and look at the previous images because I don't remember that little U there on his uh, chest plate, off of his chest plate in the previous issues. I could be wrong. I, I don't know if the M's still there. Yeah, the, the M's, M's still there. See... I hate when this happens because now all of a sudden I'm like on a mission. Let me eh, take a look real quick. No, it's okay. In the first issue in fifty in fifty three, it is not on his armor there. So and that's interesting. It burned with yeah. He's added that at some point, and the gloves yeah. are different too. The, yeah, the, yeah. Those look like his classic gloves with the with the kind of stripes. Yeah, where in, in the, the previous floor. one there were the bolted metal bolted gloves. Um, and Magneto can yeah, change, you know, he can change he his mind. A, a different belt on, but this is again, this is burned over three issues, and he's definitely made a change here for for one reason or another. That's really interesting. Maybe that's maybe that's his. He has to make the changes because he's in space. Maybe, I don't know. maybe that's. Yeah. But that's interesting. I, just that's cool. Um, yeah. I love these images of Magneto's face close up because they so remind me of the Kirby Magneto. That um, that he drew way back in the the very early issues of X Men, uh, you know, around time when when he was trying to get the uh, Submariner to join him, and he was able to project himself mentally, uh, you know, yeah, along I guess the astral plane. But here he's actually doing he's actually going to physically reach out to Wanda to see 
if, if he can get her to come out of her own catatonia. Um, of course, uh, the next page is a nice headshot of Thor in the very pointy helmet saying that Loki is responsible for everything that's going on. And the Avengers spend a, a couple pages all posing and uh, discussing this, but we find that uh, they weren't careful enough to search the wizard properly. If Tony Stark or Hank Pym had been the ones to put him in their in their little thing, you know, um, they would have checked him over for something like this. They would have found that thumbnail thing. Well, you think the 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 cell would have some type of general technology damping yeah. field so that nothing. And I think this is a this is a match to to Hulk one because Igor has his little. Mm-hmm. When he's uh, in jail, he's got his little thumb transmitter that he's transmitting, yeah. uh, I think, to the gargoyle. Um, Good pull. Yeah. And then, of course, and I guess in a previous issue, is that when the yeah, Doombot... Yeah, the, the regular Avengers proper the, book. The Doombot exploded. Yeah. yeah. So, and they say they don't know if... We assume it was always a Doombot, but they say uh, Doom could have been there as actual Doom sometimes, and sometimes it was... Um, a Doombot, they don't know. Yeah. And then, then, then as soon as the wizard, which he looks funny without his hat, uh, as soon as he tells uh, uh, Loki what he's done, Loki just goes into a fit. Yes. Into such ranting and raving. Ignorant mortal, <laughs> say thou hast not done this thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, when he turns into Loki, he goes into full maniacal right there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know that, that second image on the next page where he's still in his suit, he looks like he looks familiar. He looks like somebody, and I cannot, for the life of me, um, place the face. It ain't Tom Hiddleston, though. No, he looks a little. Well, his hair's kind of, you know, he's like, kind of like he's caught in a kind of like yeah. a maelstrom or something. And he, and he, uh, uh, his hair's kind of getting tussled, and he's got kind of the arch He looks a little, little Vulcan-like. Almost but, Namor. Um, Almost like Namor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe like that's it. what I was thinking. Yeah, but and then the and kingpin's like, "Yep, time to get out of here." <laughs> he's a smart one. He's I am. I am exiting. He's doing a. It's called an Irish yeah. exit. So when you exit without telling anybody, uh, and then the Red Skull's like, "Oh, it's Loki," you know, because then that's even kind of out of his league. Yep. Then we got two more. You know, again with the Immortus, but two more beautiful pages. Abraham uh, Lincoln, John Lincoln, Lincoln. Yeah, and that him and him, uh, him thwarting. John Wilkes Booth trying to assassinate him, uh, and it's just the same as the, when he was doing the, in the uh, '53 when he was uh, was Queen Elizabeth. The likenesses are stunning, and it's very detailed, and it's just a different art style. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and then you know that. So then we, you know, best still we ever know what's going on, and then he uh, he realizes something because he's he's been focusing on Wanda. And he realizes Wanda's gone. That's when we come back to uh, uh, Wonder Man, and he realizes the house is gone, and he. And uh, Agatha tells him that the uh, uh, was Magneto, or just tells him the house was ripped up. Um, it, was, it was just torn from its base, and then U.S. agent tells him, "I saw the, I was coming in, and I saw the house, you know, kind of given the same direction." And Wonder Man wants to kind of run off in a huff, and, and, and U.S. agents, you know, says, "No, we're gonna we're gonna do this by the numbers, so let's, you know, let's." Uh, become about this so they get their uh their space quinjet and start go look for the the house would you think of these two as being you know spacefaring pilots 
<laughs> we must have great well, auto. US Asia, have great autopilot on it. But US Asia looks like yeah, Captain America uh, in that bottom right po panel. They got they got him colored wrong. Yeah. Yeah, his, uh, well, it's got a lot of light yeah, blues his, on his black. His costume. coloring in this one is very light blue rather than gray. They, yeah, I think that may be a mistake by yeah. the colorist. Because he's, his costume is virtually, from the back, it's virtually the same as Captain Yeah, but America. then the, the next page when you see Simon putting on the space helmet to go out, he's it's all dark, dark gray, gray Yeah, yeah, that's the upside-down page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, if you're reading the CBR, you've got an upside-down page. Yeah. And then the, uh, the house then, blows the, up. The ink's a little dark in that, but he's but uh, that's I mean I guess that's okay because space. But the house is a little dark when he's first flying towards it, uh, and it's kind of a dark blue, and then it it um, it detonates. Uh, and then we cut we cut back to, and this scene reminded me of uh, Have you seen the movie? Uh, 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 oh God, it's a Clint Eastwood movie, and he steals the plane. Firefox. What is that film? Firefox. And there's a, a, a Russian general that when they're trying to get Firefox back and they keep making these decisions that are wrong and he's kind of gritting his teeth because he knows what they should be doing. And there's finally a point where he just explodes and says, and he calls them all idiots and says, you know, you're losing this plane because, you know, you're acting as idiots. This is what you should be doing. And that's what this reminded me of because he's just, he's just dressing them down. He's got them paralyzed. He's telling, calling them fools, stupid, mortal imbeciles. Well, every time I see people paralyze this, I always think back to the Dark Phoenix saga or what we're going to see in one of the next couple issues here of Avengers West Coast where mm -hmm. you know, Gene or, in that case, uh, Wanda, have the, the team all paralyzed in, in a row like that. Well, that's uh, that there's a scene in the Hellfire Club. It's like that, right? Not the Hellfire when, Club. When it's she... out, outside the Gray's house. Before okay. Professor X comes in and does his mental and does yeah. battle with her, yeah. But this one here, of course, is you know him monologuing how you know he was the one that was going to do everything right, and they're the ones that screwed it all up for him. And he talks just enough for Thor to come in and to bring all the Avengers behind him, including the Falcon. Where did the Falcon yeah. come from? <laughs> we had, we had, seen yeah. It. Just I was like, wait a minute, what is the Falcon doing here? And I'm sure, you know, he was in one of the other books or, 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 or something, you know. He didn't have a miniseries of his own at the time, that, that I recall. Well, I don't remember him being in the the Avenger book much or at all. He when... was part of the Avengers in the, 80, the 180s, and he left because he felt like he was the token. Yeah. And then I don't recall him being a part of the team proper again for any good measure of time that, that I read. But then again, you know, I, I haven't read all of it. And I want to go back and I want to read the, the Roger Stern, uh, John Basima run. Cause. Yeah. See, he wasn't in that. I read that run. I liked it. He wasn't in part of that, he, but he was, he's a, there's all these reserve members that can be called in, I guess, when they need him. Yeah. But I mean, the, um, the thing here is that every, everybody else is someone that has been involved in this. In one way or another. Mm -hmm. Now, Thor, of course, if uh, if you haven't read those issues yet, those were really good ones. Uh, Ron Friends and Brett Breeding doing the art, and uh, I think it's Tom DeFalco's writing it. But Thor is fighting the Juggernaut and has the help of the uh, New Warriors. And uh, so mm -hmm. you've got some really, really good stuff there. Um, but, I mean, all these others have been definitely involved in the Acts of Vengeance. I I'm have to assume that he came from something in, you know, involved in that somewhere, but I just don't know where. Yeah. Well, I, and Loki, you know, he's having his fit that, these, that he thinks the wizard has screwed things up because he's led Thor here, but 
up until now, nothing has worked anyway. Every every villain that they've sent, that they've had fight uh, a different hero, they've always lost, or found out that they were duped and they've left on their own. So it's not like his plan is working. So I don't know why. I mean, yeah, he's he's got to be upset that that he's going to lead the, the the heroes to their little hideout. But unless he had something, you know, I don't like you know, he wasn't doing a great job of accomplishing his yeah. goals. So. But, no, but so, I mean, I love this image. Of course, there's two images on this page. The first one is the Avengers standing <clears throat> there, all spoiling for a fight, and then the next panel, of course, Falcon screams out, "Let's go kick some butt!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, he basically, and he says he's paraphrasing, so you know what he really meant. And yep. uh, that's, of course, when Loki does whatever spell to bring him to the Isle of Silence. And I, you know, I I will profess my ignorance here because I have not read up on Thor to know uh, anything about all this, and that of course this is an imitation, and he's got complete control of it. But well, I don't know if he's trans. I mean, I didn't get the impression he transported no, into the Isle of Silence. I thought it, they were already there. He's just moving the doors. That when they were walking through their conventional doors, they were going because to this room is his was prison, on. isn't it? This is the prison that Odin put him at. He said it was. Never actually traveled to Earth. Yeah, and I would think that if it's the Isle of Silence, maybe that has something to do with Loki can't cast his spells because he can't. Uh, again, I don't, I'm not familiar with that either, yeah. so I'd have to look up and see what that is. But but there, uh, he's got complete control. He's got all these plants attacking. Wind is attacking the Falcon and the Wasp fire after Iron Man which, you know, unless it's magical fire, I wonder if it could really hurt him at first. We'd seen him going to Infernos before in the Avengers. And then on the next page is almost a reproduction of the image of Captain America fighting that moss thing that you were talking about, except this is gray. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a troll with a kingpin's head on it. (laughs) Making a baby face. Like he's and then, of course, Thor's chasing Loki, who puts up the ice wall. That seems kind of... That's awfully weak. I mean, a, a wall of ice to stop Thor? Come on, one, he could jump over it. It's not a very tall wall. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, um, again, this is Loki. Everything's got misdirection and deception. Yeah. So, you know, he's desperate at this point because his grasp on the villains finishes, you know, goes away, and the villains are actually able to leave using those dimensional portals. Well, the, yeah, the Mandarin is the only. The skull is kind of like, you know, we're free. You know, we can attack the we can attack the heroes, and the Mandarin's like, you'll be an idiot. You know, we've been we've been played. Let's get out of here. Uh, and then the wizard discovers that the, the the walls are down, but the door still works. So they just open the door and kind of jump yeah. through. I guess back to their own headquarters, and that's the last we see of them. And at this point, you know, Cap and and Wasp are fighting some things, and then Cap uh, frees. Mockingbird from the plants by throwing a shield at it, and then Thor yelling out, Varlet, stand and defend thyself as he smashes the ice with his hammer. Now, the thing I like about this is that they don't put any sound effects in this. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're going to hear what you're going to hear in your head. There's not no reason to, to try to put words to it, I think. Yeah. Well, and that panel on the next page is, is kind of a, 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 the same yes. as the cover. I mean, they're facing off with each other, and they're kind of uh, ranting at each other, and uh, Loki tries to crush him with his uh, these, these rock mm-hmm. hands, and, of course, Thor just says, nope. And he, just he doesn't say nope. He says, I say, thee nay. <laughs> I say thee nay. You must say that every time you read it. <laughs> and with a thrack, he splits the earth open underneath Loki. Yep. 
And then he just closes it up. I thought that's <laughs> that with a with that's a, shoe, a very comic book kind of thing to do. Exactly, exactly. That's 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 something you would see Superman do in the Fleischer cartoons from yeah. the '30s. Uh, and then it's info dump well, time. But and thankfully, and this is the irony I was going to point out earlier, is that the info dump is handled by Thor. And so instead yeah. of getting a full page of info dump, we only get like you know two bubbles worth or, or two two panels worth of, uh, of a few bubbles basically Thor saying mm-hmm. it's the formation of the Avengers that caused all this in the first place because Loki was responsible for that and we just showed him that you know we're always going to be here and this just makes our revolve even that stronger yeah they, they kind of say that you know we were we were kind of meant to be together so almost that you know, some, some kind of a team would be formed even if uh, Loki hadn't brought them together yeah. uh, in that first issue. but uh, So that's what I thought was a little weak about this whole story is that it's it's just that it, it, he says it kind of it, – it's fed been festering in Loki that he is responsible for creating the Avengers. So now he thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll get payback. I will destroy the Avengers by coming up with this, this complicated scheme of his. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be more interesting if he was doing something more on the lines of – like a Terminator sequence where he goes back in time and somehow prevents uh, all the members from becoming or something like that so that he's not that getting revenge on him, but he he ceases them from ever becoming the Avengers. I think he could do some cool you stories with that. funny? Is that as I was putting a synopsis to this one together, I honestly thought this was the end of the story and I wrote the end. <laughs> And well, in a way, it is the because yeah, this is this right here is the de facto end of the Axe of Vengeance, uh, the, and this the, you know we could stop right here, but still there is a, you know the epilogue, which of course I already brought you up on where you saw the Quinjet, uh, and you know the Avengers basically going off their own separate way with Hank Pym and Janet uh, heading back to the Avengers compound, and he's going to go yeah. and check on Tigra, and then she's going to go and change her costume again. <laughs> And she does. Well, at least she says yeah. this time, I'm going to change into a fresh yep. costume. And she changed into a, a very powder blue and white, white costume yeah. that it looks more 70s than, you know, that era. But OK, it does. It looks a little it looks a little uh, uh, now, disco. Uh, she disco-y. doesn't notice the missing house. And yet she wants to go check on Wanda because wouldn't Wanda's house be the one that's missing? I would think that's her bungalow. So, yeah. well, yeah, but yet. So yeah, so she's going to this house here, and somehow U.S. agent is in here. Did the the Quinjet get blown up? What happened there? No, no, no. Oh, I know. Oh, I read ahead. Have you read the other two issues? Not recently. She uh, it's explained that when this is spoilers. If anybody cares about that, when uh, Wonder Man shows up and they say, "Wait a minute," they said you were uh-huh. dead, and Wanda says, "You were dead." But my powers can change reality, so I just brought him back. I whipped up a reality that didn't die, and the house was back. So she she brings the house back. And so this is that back. house, right. okay? So this okay. is her house. And, but but then U.S. agent, of course, it looks very blue, rather than gray. Yeah, it, it looks looks yeah. like Cap. If you didn't know the difference, you'd think that was Cap. Uh, I guess they brought him back from space. I guess they destroyed the the they blew up the house and then. I don't know. I don't know and, explain how but that last there. page shot of her in that new outfit. Um, that is really, really cool. It's a cool outfit. And, and, and it's not, yeah, it's not vastly different than what but she But this had. is what 
ended John Byrne's run on West Coast Avengers. Tom DeFalco said, you, did, you weren't supposed to change his costume. And he goes, you, got, you agreed to it. Come on. Well, as I said earlier, I had read that it wasn't – I didn't hear anything about the costume. It was the the Immortus story right. he was doing. They told him, you can't do that. And because he had put all this work into it and he couldn't finish it, he, he said, okay, I'm, I'm leaving, kind of in protest. Um, and this costume may have had something to do with it too, but um, – and I don't know if that ever. And I don't know what his. I have not read what his. Uh, what he was gonna. Maybe you know. Do you know what he was gonna do with uh, finishing out this Wanda no. storyline? I, I I don't know. Yeah, I did read that some of this. Uh, that when uh, um, uh, Bendis wrote Avengers Disassembled, Disassembled, he kind of pulled from this as you know of her kind of going bad. Here's uh, his, his inspiration for doing here's that story. Here's the funny thing: is that um, I mean, I I did read the the following issues that Byrne did on West Coast Avengers uh, up to the point where he left, and yet my mind kind of threw some of that out in the trash because I stopped reading Avengers altogether, and I don't remember picking any of the Avengers books up until after. Uh, the what, late 90s or early 2000s reboot with Kurt Busiek and George Perez. So in my mind, for some reason, Wonder Man was dead and then got brought back in that re- in that restart. Oh. Now, of course, that's after Heroes Reborn and, 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 and all that and Rebirth and all that. So, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of things could have changed and all the continuity changes that they made. But uh, my mind had just, you know, switched things around. Um, so I thought that, yeah, Wonder Man got killed here and was brought back way back, way then. But no, no, a lot of, a lot of different things happened there. It's just, I, yeah. I was out and of your, continuity for a long time. Yeah. And your, and your memory cheats yep. you. So sometimes you yep. can't, you don't remember. Um, and I don't know how, I, I haven't read the, the, you know, like I said, after Burns, you had two more issues and then kind of, it's, it's kind of coming to a, a, a climax. He leaves. They've got like two fill-in issues, which apparently aren't very good. Then they do two more issues that kind of wrap this up, but I haven't read them, so I don't know how. Uh, I can't remember who was uh, who came on the book after um, after Burn. We should have stuff like yeah, after Burn. Uh, I can pull that up real quick if I go to the right spot. I'm looking it up here real quick. Okay, online. so um, yeah, let's see. So fifty-seven was the last issue he did, Family Reunion. And then 58 was called... Fabian... Yeah, Fabian uh, DeChesa. And Sarah and Tom, Tom Morgan. Morgan on pencils and Randy Emberlin on inks. And they just do not look good. It looks like they, yeah. looks like they well, want not, to be Walt Simonson and Tom McFarlane. It looks a little Simonson. It, especially coming after Burn. It's 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 you've gotta really have a good style for coming after Burn because and these look like the next one is the next one is Danny Fingeroth and Gary Hartley and Brad Venkata. I think those are both fill in. Those yeah, are probably stories like they had in a drawer somewhere. That, that Wonder Man Hawkeye cover. It, it's not I mean, bad. It's got a it's, style to it. Well, yeah, it was Hydra Man. And I think he was trying to channel Burn. Well, if you look at uh, issue 60, which is Roy Thomas and Dan Thomas. Is that his brother no, or son, maybe? Oh, okay. Uh, then Paul Ryan is... Yeah, this is, this is actually, though, the, the, the pickup of the continuity, though. 
Right, and that cover looks a little burn-like, where he's got... It's a rematch with Magneto, and again, I don't know... Um, I haven't read the book. Uh, I don't know it's got a synopsis. There's no synopsis here, but... Um, yeah. It's funny when you go in the wiki, if it's not a burn issue, a lot of times they don't have yeah. a synopsis. <laughs> Um, but apparently it was wrapped up very quickly, and it wasn't what I guess Byrne wanted to do. So, I don't know. I guess he didn't share his notes. But so whatever we want to do, and, and and as you mentioned, there's a lot of you know Byrne's history is a lot of unfinished stuff, uh, things that he wanted to finish. The Hulk is one thing. This is another. Uh, Alpha Flight. I don't know if that's unfinished. That was kind of a book he didn't want to do. He had said um, everything he wanted to say. Right, and he kind of was, you know, he said he was kind of, you know, kind of forced to do that yeah. one. Now, after um, that first issue you saw there with Ryan Dan Thomas on the writing, Paul Ryan comes in as penciler after um, an issue or two later, back in, in 61. And so mm-hmm. the, the artwork is, obviously it's not going to be as crisp as Byrne, but, you know, Paul Ryan has always been you know, one of those guys, good workman kind of guys who's consistent. And, and, yeah, and that's, so his art has yeah. always been, been decent. Um, There's nothing wrong with being kind of workmanlike artist. I mean, that's but issue um, 62 wraps up that storyline, and it, you oh, know, the final battle of the Mortis and the final fate of the Scarlet Witch. And uh, let me see if I see this right. Well, they don't say yet if she's going to change costumes, but they do end that storyline. Let me see if they even show her in the next one. Roy Thomas stayed on it for quite a bit after that. Yeah, well, he likes writing. And now, yeah, that it, that but, you know, Roy right. Thomas and, and John Byrne, I don't think, I don't think they had arguments, but I don't think they really saw eye to eye on on Marvel history, because they always rewrote each other. Hmm. They, they 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 kind of use that everything you know you know is is wrong, style with each other's stories. That's why Byrne Byrne, Byrne brought um, back the uh, the, the torch. torch and. That was Roy Thomas' that. thing that, that uh, put him there in the first place. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, that was fun. I mean, I, 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 was I, I've always enjoyed Wait. these these issues. I've always enjoyed the, the entire burn run on West Coast Avengers. It wasn't a stinker in, in any of the books. It's most of when that's a shame, except with his big runs like FF, X Men. Uh, Superman to a certain extent, you know, he 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 always wants you. Leave, he he leaves you wanting more. You know, he never never stays on a book. You know, the Hulk is probably the best example. Never stays on a book long, as long as you want him right. to to really get into and do the stuff. I mean, FF is probably the only thing where he really got to do tell all the stories he wanted to tell. Hmm. Uh, maybe X Men, and even that he left with some disagreements. Yeah, but. well, he left. I mean, he left because he didn't have the control, and he would sit there and put things on the page that they discussed in plotting, and then Claremont would write it differently than what they, than what they yeah. agreed. And ultimately, he found that he didn't have last cut. Claremont had last cut. <clears throat> so, you know, he, of course, was being offered stuff. He was being offered a number of things, but Fantastic Four came up, and he couldn't say no. And then... Well, he's such a... Such a fan of Kirby, I can imagine him not, not you know, taking yeah. the book. It's, you know, I mean, but you know, he wanted to be a company man. He even said so back in the days when he was younger and full of vinegar, you know. But you know, the <laughs> company really didn't make him feel loved, <laughs> not in the way that he wanted to be. 
But let's let's talk right. about this storyline now for just a moment. And there's something that you know that it, it, it just kind of started to crystallize as we were going over all this. The idea, of course, is acts of vengeance. Now, vengeance, you know, says like, like Avengers, you know, says that you're trying to get back for something, you know, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that's you know what we saw with the UFOs. They thought they'd killed Vector, so they attacked. What we saw with Mole Man, they thought he thought that they'd attack, so he attacks. And the the last chapter, of course, is you know Loki himself attacking. In, in revenge to Thor and the Avengers themselves for you know being there in the first place, but when you look at the rest of the villains, what is it that they're actually going for? I mean, you know, when you look at the the master villains, Kingpin, Doctor Doom, and Mandarin, and I, I mean, they're just looking for control, right? But where does it leave other villains like Juggernaut? What's his motivation? What's he? What's his end game? You know, does he just want a lot of money and and chicks and stuff i think yeah i think those kind of villains there are villains that just want to uh they're they're up to like robin banks and they just you know it was with dragonite was always him and uh was it black mm-hmm. tom yeah his buddy they just kind of wanted to hang out and just you know drink beer and enjoy themselves and if they had to kind of occasionally rob a bank to do that they would do it uh they didn't want to they didn't want a nine-to-five job and then there are villains like uh uh you know doom or uh, Red Skull that want total world control, domination. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's like that's, and, and, but Doom absorbing man. He absorbing man. What does he ultimately want? Because it's not a shirt. You know, <laughs> I mean, he walks around in those prison pants with no shirt, and in in this storyline, he of course was sent after uh, what Iron Man. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, well, that the re- the record went after. Record went after Iron Man. Absorbing man went after. Um, no, X-Men, Quasar. 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 Okay. Because he right. got his hand on his band and actually got Quasar's power yeah. and too much and he blew up. Well, the Xarmory the, the Man, I think, hooked up with. Didn't he hook up with Titania from Secret Wars? They kind of had an apartment they together and at this they were point, kind of living. Um, basically, he got ripped apart by the Hulk in uh, the Peter David run and wound up mm-hmm. in water. And in Quasar book, he reformed finally. And Loki came and said, "Hey, let me touch your your wrecking ball here. Now you can use it like Thor uses his hammer to fly." And uh-huh. he set wow. him against Quasar. And yeah, well, I, I I think some of those, the, as they said in the last issue, that some of the other attacks seem like more distractions. Yeah, uh, and that, but that's a good point. It, it's not clear now. We're just reading three issues that are kind of in the middle of. They're they're kind of right, the core right. of the story, but. Without reading all of them, I don't know what was what was Kingpin promised. I mean, you know, Loki as a lackey comes to Kingpin and says, "Hey, uh, I'll help you uh, get at uh, these villains." We'd have we'd have to and go to the get... Daredevil book to find out what what Loki yeah, did so, promise him. Right, and the same with uh, uh, I'm sure with the Wizard, it's always power and control. I'm sure with the the Kingpin, his has mostly been. Just like the control of New York, he's the kingpin of crime. He just wants to control all crime and want mm-hmm. money. Uh, I'm sure with Mandarin, it's probably again world domination. Uh, Red Skull, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know what the Red Skull's plans ever been. Has he ever been trying to bring back the Third Reich, or has he ever gone on just? Well, to... this is a rejuvenated Red Skull too, because he has the body yeah. of Steve Rogers, basically. Right. Um, 
So, yeah, obviously, yeah, he wants to bring in the new Third Reich and, uh, you know, take over mankind mm-hmm. in an Aryan way. And, uh, and Magneto wanted, I guess, you know, again, for mutant he said it was to help, right, to help uh, strengthen his, you know, uh, the mutants, you know, uh, place on Earth. Uh, then, of course, that seems to be turned that he was just going after the, the Red Skull. So that, I think, is what gets a little... Uh, and that's I've read that uh, as a criticism against this that it seemed like it was a great idea but then it wasn't coordinated with all the writers I guess and editors and they kind of went off and did their own thing so sometimes some books would contradict other books what was the freedom force doing going up against the Avengers and what was their motivation at that point they'd already been disavowed by the government and so they they didn't have that government power and yet here they are trying to take on the Avengers what was their end game they didn't have one there was no thought to it. What? And it wasn't, because uh, we covered that mm-hmm. book, it wasn't that somebody had fooled them into thinking that some, that the Avengers had attacked them and they were getting, you know, if that had been the through line through all of this, I think that would have worked. If Loki had basically, but that's the case, he would need the masterminds. He could have done this without uh, Kingpin and Wizard and the rest and just gone to all these villain groups and made them think that the Avengers had attacked them and then... You know, maybe that's it. All the bad guys are attacking the Avengers. Instead of everybody switching up uh, heroes or switching up villains, maybe it's kind of, um, you know, kind of what Bane did when he was trying to break Batman before he broke his back. He, he released, like, all the, the crooks mm-hmm. out of Arkham, so Batman was just worn out trying to, to, right. to fight them all. And then if he had every bad guy in uh, the Marvel Universe going after the Avengers, and then other heroes would come in and help, that made him more sense. So I think, I mean, on the surface, this is, oh, everybody's switching bad guys. That's fun. But then when you start thinking about what the story is and, like I said, everybody's motivation in game, some of that gets lost. So maybe need to re- maybe I need to read all of it again to get a better view of it. And, yeah. It, that's, a lot, that's, a lot, that's a lot of issues. Yeah, read, uh, <laughs> if you can get that Kindle book, though, that's it, it, it's a decent buy on Amazon. And you, you, know, you can read it digitally. Put it, put it on your tablet yeah. and just scroll through it. And there's there's going to be there's going to be yeah. some stuff you're going to want to scroll through. I I couldn't read the Iron Man, Camistro story. Uh, it was Herb Trimpey and Al Milgram doing the art, and um, it's late it's late Herb wow. Trimpey. That, that, that's a that's a that's yeah, a fair. it's late Herb <laughs> Trimpey. Um, so it, you know it just uh, it didn't do it for me. And again, you know there's some writers that. Are good, and some writers that you know are are not as good at conveying you know this kind of epicness, and that's what this should have been. Mm-hmm. It should have been epic, uh, all across, and they didn't quite do that. Um, well, the same. I think this last issue should have been bigger. It gets resolved yeah. in like yeah, it, this should have been should a be... double sized thing. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, they were they they didn't showcase this like they did a summer event. Right. And so, you know, it's funny because it had better uh, media surrounding it because they had all that stuff that John Byrne did, that beautiful purple on purple image of all the villains, you know, in shadow. And then that one shot of all the heroes stuff on the ground broken, on the ground shield, broken, Thor's yeah. hammer, Iron Man's helmet, all busted up. I mean, that was good stuff. And that just said, ooh, this is going to be great. And, and and they just didn't uh, put any length to it, so that they should have made this a double-sized issue. Um, but mm-hmm. it would it, it would have it should, still yeah. just been multiple pages of the Avengers fighting Loki's beasts, though. 
is what it, what it would have wound up being, though, I think. Yeah, or maybe they could have thrown in them fighting, uh, you know, if Loki had, uh, you know, he, he, he had frozen the, the villains and then he maybe he released them and let them go up against the Avengers and then they had to go through them and then get to Loki. Just something to, to prolong it a little bit because, you know, they, they certainly led up to it by having those scenes in the books where Loki would, you know, he was in shadow would show up and like, hey, I got an idea. Uh, and then you end it so quickly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if Byrne wanted to make it longer, or they they needed to, because uh, he's trying to end one story and then start and then kind of really amp yeah, up yeah. this Wanda story that he's that he's that seems like that's where his interest was. It was more there because he's really he. So as we said, he really to, seemed to uh, have a thing for Wanda while he, when he took over West Coast because he really was. She was kind of the 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 star or the main focus point of the run. He did so much with her to kind of well, he also, reestablish he also her. done more with Wonder Man as a character all mm-hmm. across these, you know, the story here. So that you, you, yeah. you Wonder Man was gaining in strength and respect amongst the readers. Yeah. So that you could accept a relationship yeah. with him and Wanda that may have come from, from this. But yeah. Yeah, been interesting to where, been interesting to see where he was going to take. To it. me, that's like trading a toaster for a microwave. Yeah, <laughs> you catch the analogy, sure. right? Okay, right. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, what do you guys think about this? I mean, you know, we we finished up the acts of vengeance. Uh, of course, there's been a lot of other podcasts that uh, are part of this whole event that you can listen to, and we'll put links to them uh, in the show notes. But what did you think of, of, of this issue in particular? Because while it is a regular-sized book, it is a big issue. I mean, there there is a lot of really cool stuff that happens in here. Does it signify much? Maybe not, but it's still really interesting and epic in scope. It's worth a read. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's worth a read. Whether it's whether it, it ended a little flat, I think it's worth reading for the art yeah. alone. At least in the burn stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Where was Thor all this time? That's what everybody always asks. Where was Thor? <laughs> yeah. Comes in, waves a hammer, everything's good again. Well, kind of. Anyway, but, uh, you know, write us and let us know what you think. You can leave us a message on our Third Degree Burn uh, Facebook page, or you can email us at gottagetburned at gmail.com, or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, one way or the other, just let us know what you're thinking. And also you know, write in about how the interns did on their Wolverine books. I'd like to know about that as well. What did you think about Acts of Vengeance? Did you like it more or the same or less than we did? Did you want to see it go a different direction? And how would you have handled it? Let's really open the floodgates right. open there. And how, how, was our, how was our coverage of it? I mean, did we do it justice? You know, did we skip some things? Or were there themes we missed? You know, we're we're not infallible. Well, we did skip so. the Immortus stuff, but I felt like that that was justified. That doesn't really yeah. tie it into it. Yeah, that's not not the Acts of Vengeance. That's got nothing to do with. That's just the art kind was of gorgeous, the story though. he was peppering yeah, it in. Definitely was gorgeous on all yeah, pages. Yeah, it's worth watching just for that. That's that's fantastic stuff. All so. right, well, go ahead. Well, no, I just say I think mm-hmm. we've done, we've covered it, and I think this would be the last show unless Derek's going to have some kind of an epilogue show. I think this would be the last I'd like one to covering. Participate in that, I think. Yeah, if there's anything else, we'll, we'll have to see. If not, this is uh, the, the the end of the Acts of Vengeance. Well, we hope you enjoyed it, uh, and uh, hope you have a, a great week for Third Degree Burn. I'm Brian Hughes. And I'm Tim Elliott.
Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gotta get burned at gmail.com that's g-o-t-t-a g-e-t-b-y-r-n-e-d at gmail.com drop us a line and tell us how we're doing till next time this has been third degree burn some men aren't looking for anything logical like money they can't be bought bullied reasoned or negotiated with some men just want to watch the world burn